0: This is Germ Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. My name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. I am joined by Astrid Stuckelberger and Claudia Grass, both in Switzerland. Thank you for joining me in the trenches.
1: Thank you very much for the I invitation. The uh, medical things are going to take a centre place definitely in the life of people uh, because uh, what is happening is going to be more and more seen medically, and a lot of people are in pain, a lot of people are depressed, a lot of people got the jab and uh, are going to are realizing after the third now fourth booster that uh, <laughs> they are sick and it doesn't mm. make them better; it makes them worse, and the whole family, you know. So now it's true we come at another stage where um, uh, there are social consequences and people see the bigger picture. That's the first thing I see that they know. And also they see that this is much bigger than just uh, about health, that this is about uh, politics and this is about a group of people who make money. And if if they know more, then they start to see um, correlations with uh, other situations in their life, in their job. Where people are abusing uh the work and who we are as human beings violating our rights not only w- with coronavirus but with coronavirus it, it uh rev- reveals like in a picture it reveals all the dysfunctional matters of society i can i can start putting pieces in my whole life about um, corruption a conflict of interest and what i have seen at the united nation or at the university which didn't click and i didn't know why and now, now it's clear that there is definitely an uh, intention. And I think that's the really the thing that they see. There is an intention to harm and not to do good. Uh, and it disturbs them very much. We are in the group that are coherently uh, understanding more and more what's happening. But the group that we didn't know is actually in a disruption and starting to have an internal doubt that is huge because um, they see that uh, what they believed is cracking down and they have to admit that they took a wrong choice, that they were ignorant, that they took them as stupid people. You know, there, this the whole drama, internal drama of people and their families and now children, which it's awful. I mean, when you see how many deaths there are in, in children, uh, it's, it's the worst um, grief you can have in your life. Life, because it's one of the first studies I've made about losing uh, someone in your family and for a parent to lose a child is r- definitely the worst of all in all the literature, scientific literature studying the grief it, it, it's, it's not normal that children um, leave before the parents or the grandparents but that's what's happening but it starts to make sense for them that in wartime uh, w- what they lived was exactly the same right? But also what they lived uh, during the plague, because actually what is being discovered and uncovered more and more is that the group of elites, uh, multinational who have uh, made this crisis and constructed it have done this before on and on for many centuries. And they have actually used um, medication to intoxicate and kill people. They have used the vaccine very early on to infect uh, and to um, propagate propagate disease, chronic disease. And we know now they have fabricated diseases that don't exist through the vaccine and through inoculating toxicity in the body in one way or another. So there's one way clear it is the, the jab, but there are many other, and we know now that Beer. Which was supposed to treat people uh, for COVID is actually the—it was actually a medication that was making people worse and worse and was killing them. We have data; we have a lot of mm. scientific data now. So you—you you, you see, it is the reversal of values that we are now um, having evidence of that it is systematic attack on humans, violation of human rights, abuse, deception, and uh, creating trauma into people and. So when you see that it looks really awful, um, from outside, definitely when you look at mm. the, the stage, but it has been there for a long time. So when you know this, it's just like a, a wake up call, like, oh, wow. It all makes sense. And me being a lot on, uh, health prevention and anti-aging medicine, regenerative medicine, et cetera. It is, it all makes sense why they never promoted that. Why? They never helped old people and, and said that they have a regeneration um, power and they you don't need to get old. You, you can really regenerate yourself. So all this has been shut down. And now it all makes sense that it is not health they're talking about. When you say World Health Organization or any mm-hmm. word where there is health, it's actually a, a disease creation, disease-based disease, disease based institution. So now we, we have to open the Pandora box. It's already open, in fact, and um, get everything out and make a new system
0: uh, actually before i come to you claudia astrid you have a history with the world health organization tell me a little yeah. bit about how you perceive them now <laughs>
1: uh it's <laughs> it, I, i'm a bit of course it's a deception because i've been you know since very young 28 years old i, I had my master degree a uh, master of science In mental health with the who division on mental health on cross-cultural diagnosis but i i really had um i saw the vision of the good and i always thought it's an ideal that's why i spent so much time there with representing ngos uh, accepted all the expert uh, mandate talking on panels because for me it was the highest level of education i could get is to meet the whole world see how we construct the world how we direct so now after, I think I have had at least uh, 10 mandates and I spoke, uh, I don't know how many times in WHO and in the UN and now I can see why I thought some people were really evil and I did not, I thought, okay, it's the human factor, but no, they were directing and I, I saw that more and more on in the, as the time was growing. And as I saw that I was never getting the position I was meriting, and there were always really horrible people taking the place, even today. Um, Even today, I recognize people who are actually fomenting a global plan to take on constitution of the world through the World Health Constitution. And as I understand this very well, I now see that what I lived was great. I, I don't regret, of course not, but there is a potential that we can all live well and in peace. But now I know why we cannot live in peace, is that the warmongers are in the Mm -hmm. United Nations, took over the whole system, and now the worst thing they can do, and just by destiny chance, there is no chance in that, um, this woman, Ilona Kikbush, who is doing the guide, uh, she just created, um, i get the name exact, a guide to a pandemic treaty, yeah, done by the high-grade institute of geneva and uh this is a guide that was presented uh, at the world health assembly last may and also they made an extraordinary world health assembly uh in november and decided accepted first of november to start the process of this pandemic treaty and this is very serious because people i I will make a wrap-up so that people can listen and go and see that Take the World Health Constitution. The WHO is the only agency, specialized agency who has a constitution as a basis. It was in 1948, and this constitution is very serious. And it it looks like they knew already then that they had made a constitution with some articles that could give a certain power in case of threat, of global threat, of um, global security, through health security. And they have the Article 19, for example, who uh, gives at the World Health Assembly. It's, you know, it's like a general assembly of mm. a, a business or an NGO. We all always have annual assemblies. Well, two thirds of the votes, which means two thirds of the member states, there are 194. If they vote, yes, uh, we want to implement a new regulation, which is in Article 21, uh, 20 or 21, 20 and 21 are very important. Well, so you have to look at 19, 20, 21. Uh, in this, there, they have the right, in case of a crisis, to implement a regulation, to normalize and standardize procedure, to put a new nomenclatura, new definitions, it means. <laughs> it's, it's, no, but it's, it's crazy. It is absolutely all there. And so if 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 in May, next May, uh, they say, "Okay, we have made a new um, pandemic treaty draft, and they read it, distribute it to all the member states." It's like if you two were um, representing a, a country with a little pla- placket in front of you, you know, saying South Africa and Switzerland, and um, you have you have a delegation. So you're, uh, you know, with the ambassador who has not a clue in in, in health. You have another, you know, experts. And it, at your table and to 194 tables, you say, yes, I agree with the pandemic treaty in the name of the people. And this is absolutely crazy because if two-thirds accept this pandemic treaty, they can absolutely do what they want. And the constitutions of member states has no value anymore. That's so unbelievable. Humans, they don't ex- this, is, this is theoretically really that what can happen. And this can happen at the next World Health Assembly this year or next year or in an extraordinary session, which they decide. So you see that they took the dictatorship of the world, not through a political uh, means to go to the secretary general, the UN Security um, uh, Council, which has only five to 10 member states anyway, which was really the directing body of the UN for so long now, I understand and of, of the Bioweapon Convention, by the way. but So the UN Secretary General, who is normally the father, <laughs> the, the President of the United Nations and its agencies, um, has to say yes or no at the General Assembly in September in New York. But with the Constitution of WHO, what happens is that they can decide in WHO about the destiny of the world under the excuse of the International Health Regulation Public Health Emergency of International Concerns, which is an obligation they ratified in one session in WHO through Article 19 and 20 uh, of of the WHO Constitution. And this I had learned and had seen that that was not quite right when um, I was working for them, you know, for three years uh, on this International Health Regulation implementation. So that's where we are. And the woman who, the woman who is, I, I recognize her name and I recognize names of people that I have worked, that we we even invited to teach at the University of Geneva, uh, Dr. Heyman, uh, <laughs> uh, Ilona Kikbush, who was doing, uh, she was very interested in what I knew in international health regulation. Now I know why, but she was at the head of aging and of the mega cities in the years 90. And now she's at the high grade institute. And um, she was, and, and the last thing she was doing in WHO, which I participated in, was health in all policies tech. And I always wondered why. Uh, and now I understand that it was not just about uh, being interdisciplinary, but it was constructing new governance through health uh, and, and through the pandemic. And she's the one who has started doing health in all policy, One Health. Imagine the concept. One world, one health. We are all the same. We are not. We, so they can standardize human beings with robots and with, with di- digital, digitalization, with genome editing, which are their two last reports genome editing and healthcare digitalization. So you can see clearly now they want e governance of health. Mm. And uh, they are. So to conclude on that, uh, it's that one Russian. Association of uh, Civil uh, Citizens have uh, written to WHO and their government and saying, we refuse this treaty. Whatever happens, we will refuse this treaty. So that's what we have to do, is that uh, people who listen in South Africa, in Africa, please write to your president, to your Ministry of Health, to uh, WHO director, copy to the Secretary General of the UN. You make copies to many, (laughs) so you have proof that you made copies. And you say, we do not consent to this process that's not transparent. We refuse that you represent us because you have not even voiced our concern. And we don't agree with your treaty. You see, lawyers can do that. And you have a brilliant lawyer who's working with Reiner Filmisch, uh, Dexter Reinvelt that I met on the grand jury. He, he could help you to do that.
0: Claudia, how? <sighs> How trustworthy is the state?
2: No, the state, I mean, it's an old concept. Mm. You know, this two class society, basically the rulers and the servants, uh, it has been a bit institutionalized uh, over the years. I mean, right now, I always say, even here in Switzerland, the average Swiss has to pay 55% of his income to the government because government tells him they know better what to do with the money. So, I mean, it's half slavery. A hundred percent, if a hundred percent of your fruits of, of labor are confiscated, of course, it's full slavery. Uh, so the government, you know, lots of people. I mean, I'm as a Swiss, as a Swiss, I uh, always said, Switzerland is based on the principles of subsidiarity, meaning everything is built up from the bottom up. The municipality is the most important uh, Factor in, in in Switzerland that then basically the next level would be the the state, uh, but you know a centralized government usually had no no power at all. I mean that that really changed in Switzerland over the last twenty years, like everywhere else on this planet. You know I think the last twenty years, two thousand, there was really a big change. All this American MBA bullshit culture, globalization came over in the nineties, and really within a few months, uh, business behavior. Culture itself started to change. Um, so now the government is, uh, you know, politics is the competition of crooks. Um, I, I'm personally, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, an enlightened individual. I don't need rulers. I don't need. I need to pay people, that they basically tell me what to do, what to eat, what to think. Uh, it's just crazy. So um, to me, I mean, Corona. I fully agree. I think it's a it's a crime against humanity, mm. first of all, uh, but secondly, to me, it was always just another propaganda circus. You know, I mean, I was born in 1971 when Nixon went off the gold standard, and so uh, I was, you know, a young guy, 18 or so, when America invaded the first time Iraq War One. Then I experienced Iraq War Two. Both times, it was a conspiracy driven by the Americans that you know. Uh, the first time you had those pictures with the, the girl standing in, in the U.N. Council, basically talking to the U.N., saying that the, the soldiers, the Iraqi soldiers came to the hospital and taking out you know, the babies and throwing them on the, on the ground and so on, which was a pure fake because there was the mm. girl from the Kuwaiti the ambassador in, in Washington. But you always need the man. You know, you always need the people behind you to do something. Of course, you know, they cannot just start the war. They need to have public opinion. So, I mean, I, I experienced, you know, then the second Iraq war was the same bullshit, you know, the weapons of mass destruction from Powell. I mean, crazy, absolutely nonsense. Then we had 9 11, and there, there we also know it's nonsense, you know, the official uh, story. Um, then we had this financial crisis in 2008. Then in 2015, we had this mass migration crisis, which has been completely in, uh, instrumentalized, organized by the Western governments themselves especially Germany and Angela Merkel, of course. And then, and now, you know, Corona. And uh, of course, now we have, uh, the new topic is the new world war, Ukraine, the whole euro uh, conflict, Halford Mackin, Lucet Brzezinski, you know, basically make sure that you divide Europe and Asia because mm.
1: uh,
2: it, it, ca- it should not become a, a common marketplace because that would basically, that would have destroyed the British empire it would also destroy the american empire and uh, and so to me corona was just a scapegoat uh, because uh, it's never about the scarcity of money especially not in a credit-based monetary system it's always the scarcity of goods and services and uh, so when it comes to money you know they inflated trillions they injected you know 20 percent all the cur- currency in the past within the same year i mean it's just a trillion seconds is thirty-one thousand seven hundred and nine years. Yeah, just an astonishing figure. Uh, and at the same time, we basically shut down the global economy for two years. We sent the people, uh, you know, in lockdowns, uh, self-isolation. I mean, this is torture. You know, we know that from war tactics. Uh, we destroyed the small and mid-sized companies, uh, the, the sound backbone of a sound economy. Uh, I mean, it's it's really, you know. Uh, The fake news, Brexit, Trump, the secession movements over the last, you know, which everything started 2015, 14, You know, uh, when these topics came up, it just showed uh, these were cracks in the system. And so basically, you know, we are living in a world who basically wants to separate, fall into different pieces, but you can only get it together by using more force. And this is basically now what's happening with this Corona. Uh, but to me, it, the end is yeah, the, it's the, the great reset at the end of the day. I mean, the great it, it won't be great. That's that's what I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But there is a reset coming, and uh, I mean, we can see it from the past. I think within the next two, late three years, the world will be completely different than today. And the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency is already uh, questioned heavily, you know. And I think we are just now we are going really uh, everyone that remains in the system. Uh, is going to be impoverished but I met a lot I mean when everything started back in March 2020 I always said I I said that back then Corona is the official invitation to leave the system because they will lock you out anyway and this is exactly what happened and uh, and so you know everything takes time so the the whole world economic crisis which is popping up uh, is like an avalanche and, uh, but I think now we are—you know—we were in the in the big quiet before the storm. Yeah. And I think now uh, it's starting. And now they have a new scapegoat, which is this Ukraine bullshit circus. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just—it's so absurd. And uh, and and to me, therefore, you know, even what Austria said. I mean, I uh, I'm following. The, I was also working for the UN 2004, 2006. Um, International organizations are, you know, criminal organizations most of the time. It's always, a, it's always a concentration of power, uh, mm-hmm. and of yeah. course, power corrupts. So I, I really hope, you know, I mean, we have two possibilities right now. If you look at it very basic, uh, either we go more centralized, which is basically what the the WEF, the World Economic Forum guys, and all these governments and so on want, the UN, you know, global problems, global solutions uh build back better. you know the next topic will be definitely the green agenda because the yep. world is going down in seven years. i mean the c o two bullshit <laughs> man made is that's another i mean it's it's, it's mean. just you know it's it's really it's 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 all sometimes I have the feeling we are living in a very infantile uh, society. you know people are really not uh, they are not capable of thinking independently any longer. they just take everything yeah. from the media as as the truth. But uh, but I realized, you know, also here in Switzerland, I would say 30 to 40 percent of the people, they realized now this is really smelly. They had their shock. They, they were basically, uh, you know, this cognitive dissonance. I mean, I had so many phone calls also when I see how many people are buying gold, for example, yeah. uh, leaving the system, taking money out of the system. Uh, in, in Switzerland, you know, it's, it's 400, 500 percent up. So it's, it's it's, it's a great start. People are starting to think uh, and uh, they also understand that they have to protect themselves and that the world already has changed and that the big movements or tectonic shifts are still in the pipeline.
1: At many levels. And the first one is uh, to uh, realize, uh, you know, what Claudio said and you say, to realize that um, member states, uh, our country is no longer a country, it is a company. And uh, I think we talked about it last time, Jeremy. Uh, you, you remember, uh, I, mm. I told you, yes, yeah, Switzerland is registered as an enterprise in uh, Brussels. Uh, and it was in 2014. Now I know it's also in 1993 after we refused to join the EU. <laughs> so they, they went to Brussels and the CEO Switzerland company was already registered. So And then I asked you, and what about South Africa? And you found it was it registered in uh, New York, right? Yeah. Under which name? You remember? I can never remember the name. I can't remember the name. Trade, uh, something, uh, development and trade or something. So uh, I received from um, some uh, American uh, Latin America uh, people, uh, every country in Latin America where they are registered in which name as a company. <laughs> so this has been mapped uh, very carefully, you know, from the agreement between Washington, City of London and the Vatican. From then on, they had already their plan, uh, 17 and 18. I, I don't remember exactly the date. But so if people realize, hey, this is not <laughs> they are not speaking in your name uh, first. Uh, they are don't care about you. That's, mm. uh, you know, Michael Jackson was a visionary when he, he, he wrote that song. They don't care about you. You <laughs> <laughs> <He> knew it.
0: <laughs> it's a great song.
1: Yeah, it's it really yeah, clicks today, you know, <laughs> you can please listen to it again. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the first thing. Then the second thing that they have to realize is that there is no vote anymore. Mm. There is I, I realized uh, Switzerland was completely, uh, you know, out of uh, planet. After they joined the United Nation, there suddenly were votes that I cannot believe Switzerland would say yes to even just by common sense. Especially the last ones, you know, when they want to, um, uh, for example, you know, uh, we voted, <laughs> we voted for multinationals that are irresponsible. Can you imagine the Swiss voting for irresponsible multinationals can do what they want? That that was, <laughs> that was the rain cowbell. <laughs> and then the second was, uh, what was it about the family that they accept LGBT? And this Switzerland is a conservative country, you know. They don't accept minarets of uh, a Muslim. They they want to stay Swiss, etc. So, so that, so people have to realize that, and especially in Switzerland, it's like like you say, Claudia. I don't think there are more than 30 40 percent that really realize what's going on. Um, they have to realize that the vote has absolutely doesn't make sense. We voted against the law COVID fifty nine percent in June, and then sixty one. Uh, or 60% in uh, November, we, and when there were all the campaign of vaccination, the deaths, and it was—it's just impossible that this vote was right. And we have proofs of people in the task force of Switzerland coming to a party and saying the day before, "You know, I know exactly what is going to be voted. We have already the results. is 61%. Um, will be rejected your your proposal." Well, <laughs> And, and yeah, we have proofs and, and it just doesn't go. So if people realize already this two things, you know, they, the member states are registered and they obey. They are business people. They don't want your good. And especially they make you pay more and more taxes. So you stay more and more poor. <laughs> so there is a system, And then the votes, they do what they want with the votes. Uh, Switzerland, what is crazy is that we have, we have, you know, you know, in the U.S., um, Uh, the military when they have uh, little fringes yellow fringes around the flag it means that the country is occupied by foreign forces did you did you know that when you have a flag with yellow fringe it means that you are an occupied country well I think Switzerland should wear this flag with yellow fringes yeah yeah you can look at um, uh, General Flynn and Trump they always speak with uh, flags with yellow fringes since he's Oh, since the votes, always, really? even before. Yeah.
0: I it's did a not code. know I, that. I've been
1: studying this very closely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now uh, let's get back to the, the yellow fringe on the South African uh, flag and on the Swiss flag. We should really put that because Switzerland is occupied by foreign forces. We are, we are occupied. We have the Bank of Settlement, the International Bank of Settlement, the Bank of the Banks, the Bank of the Banks in Basel. It's the biggest power of a banking system is in switzerland and this is an institution who has total immunity of course like all the international institutions and then we have the cern we have the whole united Nations agencies um we have all the sports uh, association and we have the uh, international olympic committee but we also have fifa and uefa uh, we i mean i can name you how many um agencies we have that are really international make a lot of money and have immunity and i can even uh, invite all the people in switzerland or not to go and see all the agreements that switzerland has made with the international atomic energy agency in vienna why <laughs> you know total immunity uh, with uh, gates bill gates but not only bill gates with the global health campus building he has been constructed by switzerland our our taxes yeah, of course, with not our no consent, uh, he doesn't pay tax, and he can put whoever he wants in this building, and they have total immunity. So oh, that's Gavi. To... Yeah, no, it's more than Gavi. It's Gavi, but he has created a, a campus called the Global Health Campus, and it is just beside WHO, International Labor Office, behind the World Council of Churches. It's very symbolic, uh, and it is under over more than ten storage. And now he has the global fund. Uh, malaria is it an, is it an actual building? Yeah, yeah, 10 storage. I wanted to film it with James. Uh, he, he actually filmed it and they forbid him to film.
0: Oh, you're not allowed to take it's photographs not. of it?
1: No. <laughs> of course
0: oh, not. That's incredible.
1: And it's like a bank. You cannot get in <laughs> unless you have a badge and it's totally has total it, immunity.
0: It sounds it sounds like what you're saying is that there's some sort of global coup happening do you agree with that Claudia?
2: well you know I mean of course you can always look at certain topics from different perspectives yeah Um, I also in the past I mean you know we are witnessing uh, an attack on Switzerland for the last 20 years everything started with Clinton the Nazi gold uh, was propaganda campaign as well I mean of course you know the more I read I, I love I love to read. And, uh, that's yeah. what I did the last twenty years, basically trying to understand the world I'm in. So um of course, I love history, but the more I read, I read at the end of the day, how do I know for one hundred percent you know and uh, so to me, when I look at the history of Switzerland, uh, I mean we had you know with eighteen fifteen we basically were granted this uh, neutrality within uh, Europe. Um, you know we never had a king, we never had a president as we, you know we have seven of these clowns uh, at the end of the day, but you know we always had the, the, the power was divided. And I even remember when Engels was Engels you know the final CA of Marx was traveling around in Europe, he basically was saying Europe has a bright future with one exception that's Switzerland, it's a shithole, uh, only mountains. <laughs> they, no, they have no natural resources. they, also, they speak four different languages. They have no clear, uh, you know, centralized government and so on. So forget about it. You know? And Switzerland became because of that freedom, less government. I mean, Marx, Lenin, everyone was in Switzerland. They, were, they did not came, you know, Goethe, Schiller, of course, as well, you know, Balconin, for example. But uh, these guys came to Switzerland because, yeah, we had no, it was more freedom. You know, it was less, you not know, a the king that you if, if mm-hmm. Marx was saying something against the current order, of course, then the kings were you know, throwing him out. You don't want to have a guy like this and so on. But in Switzerland, the structure was completely different. So to me, I mean, we had much more liberty and freedom. The Swiss were usually not interested in politics at all. I mean, 20 years ago, you saw no big pictures, you know, with all these politicians uh, on vote for this crook and vote for the other crook because he steals from them and he gives to them. You know, that's that started in the last 20 years. And, uh, but, but I think Switzerland, because of neutrality, because of more liberty, a very weak state, we also had you know, all these organizations, of course, being interested to come to a place like Switzerland, where they can conspire against humanity, uh, but basically it was better to be that than in, in, in the Soviet Union or you know, somewhere in the United States or uh, in, in another country. So Switzerland was really profiting from that neutrality and i think we just attracted a lot of sociopaths and i fully agree with uh, astrid you know we should throw out all those international uh, uh, useless organizations into the ocean or they should go to timbuktu um, it's, it it would the world would be much better off switzerland as well but um, i mean i have the impression you know that The mass media and all the propaganda also now with Credit Suisse, for example, I mean, Credit Suisse, of course, is not a Swiss bank any longer, not for for the last 20 years. They became a primary dealer status uh, of the Federal Reserve back uh, at the end of the 90s when they purchased first Boston. So, I mean, then they started to expand and everything. And then we even had, you know, a CEO from the Ivory Coast and, uh, you know, all these uh, American uh, CEOs and, and, and crooks and whatever. I mean, this is this has nothing to do with Switzerland. So that, but, but now the story that Switzerland again you know, is the horde for all these crooks and uh, all these sociopaths, I think to me, it's a kind of you also they also want to avoid that people look at the history of Switzerland, that they mm-hmm. look at the antidote to the current system, because Switzerland is really the most decentralized state and, uh, and the principles it was founded and the principles it worked. You know, help for self-help, uh, self-responsibility is key. Uh as I said, you know, everything can be decided on municipality level, because if I live in the municipality of Hunenberg and if I don't agree with the municipality, I can vote with my feet and I can go to home, which is five hundred meters away, but maybe there I have to pay less taxes. You no. Know? So we always had this competition of different models with different cultural aspects and therefore also more freedom, less government, less centralized government. And uh, I think that's, that's still you know, the way I see Switzerland. I don't see them as the host of all these uh, evil organizations. I mean, uh, I think that's, that's really just to tell, to, to tell the people don't look at Switzerland as an example. Uh, because, yeah, Aristoteles always said, demos the village, Krati are the rulers. A democracy can work, but on a very low scale, because you have to limit the power of the politicians and you also have to limit the wishes of the people. You know, and, uh, and so the question right now, of course, is, you know, do we go centralized, like the these the pads are telling us, or do we just go decentralized? And uh, I hope that we go decentralized. I'm pretty positive also for Switzerland that the peaceful secession should be basically possible. People who are just opting out of the system saying, hey, goodbye. That's it. I understood the message. I leave. I'm, I'm willing to leave the cities. I'm willing to go a bit off grid in the, you know, in the municipality and the countryside. In the meantime, I use now the, the time I have to talk to like minded individuals, trying to find people who grasp what's going on and to prepare, you know, with them uh, a thinking process. What do I do when the the grocery stores will be empty in the future? And, you know, this is a point you don't want to be in a city when there is no food. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think this is really what, what we are going Uh, towers, because as I said, you know, money is not the issue. That's really, you know, MMT and universal basic income, it's all bullshit. It's all basically anti-total surveillance uh, stuff. I think that's all to paralyze the people so that they are paralyzed by fear and that they don't act, you know, that they don't start the thinking process. How can it, you know, to leave the system, to think about how can I leave the system? Because the economic, the world economic depression is coming anyway. You know, so I mean, people will lose everything. The ones, yeah, the ones who remain in the system, they will be happy and own nothing. We'll, we'll see if they will be happy. I, I doubt. But I think, yeah, that's a bit. You know, to me, I don't care about the people any longer who are trying to pull the strings. Are yeah. there really just a, a small amount of people who are doing that? I have no clue. I just, you know, Corona has been an invitation for all authoritarian political leaders on this world because it allowed them to centralize uh, power, to grasp more power, to to kick out dissidents and so on. Then, of course, you have the World Economic Forum with all these crony capitalists who have clearly a a money agenda and a power agenda. And at the same time, we have all these ideologies, you know, this melon fraction, outside green, inside red, in the core they are brown. Uh, so basically, propagating you know, the end of this world, and uh, and when we look at build back better and you know the CO2 agenda, it's that's just you know different name for central planning, and as we all know from history, central planning never worked, because in a centralized economy you don't have prices, you don't have demand and you know and support because everything is planned centrally, so it will always lead to the misallocation of goods and services, and in the past it always led you know to the suffering of the people to yeah. hundreds of millions being killed in democide. You know, people who have been killed by their own government, like Pol Pot. I mean, all these revolutions initiated by the so-called intellectuals. Uh, Pol Pot was an intellectual. Ma was an intellectual. You know, Lenin was an intellectual. Marx was a, called an intellectual. <laughs> I mean, all these guys, uh, you know, it, as, as there is nothing new under the sun. Uh, it's, you know, history rhymes and uh, And these sociopaths are not so intelligent that they come up with new ideas and so on. They are too dumb for that, so they just basically repeat the old uh, uh, formulas such as divide and conquer, fear and control and now of course with with corona, we also witness for the first time uh, shock and awe in the Western world. We mm-hmm. only knew that you know from American military doctrines in Iraq and Afghanistan, but now when, when I mean just think about how how corona started i mean usually if if i would be a a leader and so on i mean make sure that the people don't panic that's important but the whole media and the governments they did exactly the opposite they wanted to have panic they wanted to spread fear, you know and uh and so yeah i mean some people realized it uh i mean for me it was always corona separating the servants from the free individuals yes that's another that's another lesson i learned so the guys who are willing to basically be locked up by their own governments, uh, and they hope for MMT and UBI, and that the government will take care of them, uh, and uh, that they can give them everything. I mean, then let them let these guys uh, do that. It's a free choice. But the other guys who say no, I'm I happily decline that uh, invitation. I, I, I rather look for myself, and uh, I think then these guys should also be allowed to leave to leave the system and. Even here in Switzerland. So I'm I'm 40. I'm extremely positive when it comes to peaceful secession. It's happening all over the world, and uh, but you don't hear it, of course, because all the the media also always the same propaganda bullshit. And of course, in the in, in the alternative media, you also have I mean this panic and, and fear, and you have counter propaganda, and you know, yeah, it distracts from what's really going on. I think people should now really think, okay. Uh, the world has changed. How do I act? How do I prepare? Uh, you know, we cannot change the world, but we can change at least, you know, the, the destiny of of, of ourselves and, and the ones we love. And in the meantime, try to get these people, uh, you know, get get together with these guys and, and try to uh, at least, you know, it's a thinking process at the end of the day. And we don't know how fast the whole system is going down the drain, but mm. I think it's it's in process, you know. So. Inflation is there. I mean, inflation is, it's not it's not going to go back. And, uh, you know, even in the States, when you look at inflation, I mean, it's not 7.5%. If you calculate it based on the 1970s calculation method, then we are standing at 15%. And uh, when you compare it with all the previous uh, hyperinflations, 10% 10%, uh, inflation in one year, usually you had uh, within two years, you know, hyperinflation. This is just history. We don't know if it is going to happen that fast as well. But I mean, now it's really, it's this tectonic shift. The US empire is overstretched. That's why you see this Eurasia conflict again, the division, going back to Third World War, Cold War, whatever. I just don't want to participate in, that, in this absurdity any longer. And that's why I'm working uh, together with others on, on, on our exit plan. And as long as we can live here, we do it. And uh, But we are yeah. prepared and we can move at any
1: time
0: astrid what is your exit plan
1: <laughs> i'm not <in> the world <laughs> no i'm kidding um yeah i agree with claudio just i would add um the preoccupation of people is going to be a lot about health um also money of course but for the moment um there are really dramas co- going on you know there. are censoring death, they are censoring disease, they are actually censoring um, what they are doing uh, and saying that uh, everybody should go and get a test for AIDS because everybody who got the third jab is going to have AIDS. And Montagnier, before he died, uh, which is a coincidence or not, uh, is that he was starting to say, uh, go and get your test for AIDS. Uh, And he knew very well, like Carrie Mullis that the virus, HIV, is not related to AIDS. It's just uh, immune def- deficiency syndrome. <laughs> and uh, so that's, the, of course, they're going to have immune def- deficiency syndrome if you, your, your body swallows all this toxicity and poison in, in this vax, which is not an infectious disease. It's, it's a poisoning of the blood of uh, graphene oxide, hydroxide, graphene, um, metals, zinc, chrome, uh, parasites that bubble up into eggs and hydro... I mean, th- this is a cocktail, the, the most malicious cocktail you could have done to try and make sure nobody escapes. So so th- people w- will realize and I think that the first thing is going to be health. Um, uh, the hospital is a dangerous place to go and, and get treatment. Um, so what we are doing now, uh, I've already, yes, of course, thought about all this exit plan. It's going slower than I thought. That's the first thing, because sometimes I have visions of what's happening, going to happen. And and I was starting to move to the mountains thinking, yeah, I have to go, I have to get out of Geneva. And it's like, I could see what was gonna happen and, and I have to move, You know, I was going to be too quick. And actually it is going very slowly uh, in a way, it's coherent, you can see it coming. There are things that are building um, on the way. So I don't panic as much as before, because I, yeah. I did panic at one point. I was like, shit, you know, if everything falls down, if the, in this city nothing works anymore, what should I do? And people die on the street. And, and I thought, no, because the assets are so big. I mean, this population has has, has over over overconsumption consumption. We all have enough and more. And they're tithing this to us because of money. But um, which this would create is that as we know already that I don't know how many percentage of the population is already dead and that we don't know, because they're not saying that to us, there will be, uh, there will be material, there will be things that are there, but the system will crack down. Yes, that's, I can see that happening. And Switzerland always does things 20 years later, Einstein said. <laughs> that's why he wanted to die in Switzerland. No, but what I mean with this is that Switzerland, (laughs) (laughs) you got my, but it's true. It's a joke I make a lot because it's, but it always looks at what neighbors do and then it moves. And I think that Switzerland is the bank of the world in a way, and it's a safe guarded place. So we have the advantage of the disadvantage because I was thinking of our pension system. And I mean, if, if suddenly the pension system doesn't work, I, you know, I was making scenarios in my mind like that. And okay, from day you know, from tomorrow, nobody gets its pension uh, anymore. Uh, what happens? They cannot pay tax. Mm. The tax cannot pay the building. We cannot pay our rent. They cannot kick us out because everybody will be kicked out. Uh, you, you see the, the the loop at one point, yeah. uh, if this happens, they know very well that it can really disrupt totally the society. Now, if you take the scenario that um, uh, those people who are the criminals have already been arrested, um, that's one scenario that I hear a lot, and even people close to me scientifically have uh, um, made evidence to me that um, the army is already has the the government of what's going on. They already have their hands on what's going on, but people have to wake up. You don't win a war if the majority of people... uh, is still believing your enemy (laughs) right so uh, yeah so what i i think this is the most probable scenario now after i've had my panic last year (laughs) for a while (laughs) and it it was not my destiny that i moved because i didn't find what was suitable but anyway so if if this is right uh, which i think it is is that things have been thought of so that people will not suffer um completely Uh, you know, be in fear, have heart attacks because they're afraid to lose everything. It is a smooth smooth process. Um, And I think the tax is going to be the first one because the movement that I see now, which I'm ready to also do is I'm going to put a footnote on my tax, uh, you know, tax um, registration formula. And I'm going to say that given the situation where um, the services have not been uh, delivered, where they have um, used our money for uh, vaccines that we did not allow them to do, which Mm -hmm. are killing people, given they're paying the media, which is lying and and, and making problems. Uh, We don't agree to pay this tax. And if enough uh, of the people uh, do that, uh, you know, at least reduce. I've seen people say nicely. That's Switzerland. Nicely. We want a reduction of our taxes. Yes, so that's a smooth way to do it, and there is a more radical way to say no, but we have to be enough to say no. Yeah, you know, Switzerland has I forgot to say this, it's very important. Switzerland has three of the biggest farmers in the world. We have a Moderna fabric in the Ovalle in, in the high mountains, and they are spilling mercury in the rivers since years. And now, so we have three, if not more of the biggest pharma in the world. So they cannot make people crack down. They they were in Switzerland because they know that um, they're going to have a quality of life. (laughs) So we have to decide in Switzerland to be smart and to make a parallel society definitely that will grow. But I I think that it might be easier to move out of Switzerland than to stay in Switzerland and to wait Mm. until this happens, you know, because we are really in the middle of the hurricane, I think.
0: Um, And I love what you said now about the parallel society and i think i don't think it's something that's going to happen in the future i think it's already happening i think i mean claudio for example you you're a fan of going back to real money that is that is something that the global elites don't like
2: yeah of course i mean you know central bank is it's a perfect uh, institution you can basically uh, decide how much money you want to print who is going to receive it? What kind of interest rates you want to take on it? Uh, uh, how, which, which politicians you want to bribe? Uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's yeah, it's centralized money supply. It gives huge, uh, huge power to the banking system. But there we also you know. I mean, in 2015 we started organizing conferences uh, with the title "Denationalization of Money" with blockchain and crypto and so on. So I think you know. And then, of course, what we what we should not underestimate is the, the digitalization over the last 20, 30 years. I mean, it's huge. It's tremendous uh, what happened. Every coin has two sides. We have seen the centralized side also when it comes to that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, you know, the, the Bitcoin, crypto, uh, it's going the decentralized side. So decentralization means also to empower the individual. We can do peer to peer transactions. Uh, it was not possible before 2011 to do something like this. Um, So, I mean, you know, we have uh, that's why I'm that's why I'm positive uh, because, uh, you know, I mean, we had 50 hyperinflations in the last century. So governments go bankrupt. That's for sure. If you want to believe the crowd of the World Economic Forum, uh, basically, this is also the end of nation states, you know, uh, because we need the global whatever. I mean, so I I think, you know, Switzerland is also it has been a nation defined by its own will. And I think this has been broken. And I always said already two years ago, at the end of the day, it will be a cultural thing. How the people are going to handle the outcome of this whole Corona or Corona crisis as such. And I think when it comes to this, I mean, when I look around here in Switzerland, the trust among people is not that uh, destroyed, as much destroyed as in other countries. You know, I was never wearing a muscle. Uh, I was at the airport. I was always running around everywhere. No problem here in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Uh, abroad, it was a bit uh, harsher, you know, Germany, for example. But even no problem in Czech, no problem in Italy, and so, on um, uh, or in Spain or in France, you know, when I was when I was traveling. Uh, but I think these these guys. I mean, you know, you know, less. We haven't we haven't produced goods and services, or much less goods and services, over the last two years. That leads to a. A poorer society as such. Now we basically can see in the supply chain you know that we have certain problems with the, with the stock in. Uh, we can see that prices are really rising. Now also in goods and services, bread, milk, butter, you know now with the Ukraine, of course uh, we're going to have much higher uh, gas and, and and oil prices. but that's also that's part of this uh, agenda. you know they have to make sure that they can push their alternative energies so make you yeah. know all the other stuff uh, unaffordable and uh, as i said you know this is not i mean this is it's absurd it's completely absurd and i think everything comes in cycles um, that's at least my understanding when i look into history you have these generational cycles 80 years you know we have the 50 years that cycles long term that cycles mm. jubilee mm. even in the bible um, so everything is coming basically together uh, and therefore I, I think you know even when when Astrid is right and uh, in the future, when when all these people who, who got these two, three, four shots, that they're really going to pass away. Uh, I mean, just imagine, you know, I, you have to destroy an old system to create a new one. So, I mean, the, the trust in, 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 in medicine or in the healthcare, the so-called healthcare system completely destroyed. I mean, already now, already now it's it, it heavily damaged. But if this is really, if this is the future over the coming months, And and then even the vaccinated ones will realize that they really have been poisoned. I mean, just imagine the reaction of those people. I mean, this is going to Mm. to cause uh, and and destruction, of course, and and Switzerland. Yeah, I mean, I was also thinking about, where should I go to? Should I remain in Switzerland or should I go to another uh, another place? And I decided uh, to stay here because I think uh, it's still attractive with the mountains, everything, also with the Swiss people. I mean, you go in, in the cities; they're all socialists, they're all communists, they have no clue. They're all, you know, living off government and whatever, uh, or living in their expat bubble uh, as well. But when you go on the countryside, you have decent people, young people, elderly people. Yeah. They understand what's going on. They're down to earth, and, uh, and they also are willing, you know, to take their destiny again once more into their own hands. And uh, so, I'm focusing on these people. Uh, I don't, you know, what shall I do? I cannot change the others. I mean, everything is out. I mean, it's if somebody really wants to know or understand a little bit what's happening. I mean, after two years, and he still believes in Corona and all that stuff. I don't know how to, how to yeah. uh, help this. I really, you know, yeah. So, so I'm, you know, so I think Switzerland. Yeah, even, I mean, the confiscation of private property. That would be. I mean, that's what I'm always uh, looking at. Because you know I have customers; they are storing uh, their goods. I mean, Switzerland has been a custodian place because the Swiss are decent people. A handshake used to be a handshake; uh, they were on time, had a good uh, working moral morality. It was also the privacy; you know, was respected and so on. Um, and I think that that's still there. And, and therefore, even even the, even if there will be a kind of system uh, in this transition period. Might be that we also these social paths, you know. That's why they meet in Davos because I mean the yeah. the next wave. I don't know where they want to meet. I think you know Klaus Schwab and his friends. They are a little bit under pressure, so uh, under I'm sure. Under the lake,
1: under even... <laughs> well, the
2: lake. The CIA think they...
1: center. Everybody talks about that, uh, and the entry is through CERN. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, Geneva, Biden and Putin in June, yeah. I was down there. I mean, it was okay, it was locked down. I was traveling through, I had to give an interview. As I was traveling through uh, Geneva and no one on the street. They told the guys, you should, you should stay at home. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, no one, no one knows. That's why, I mean, yeah, that's why it's good to exchange ideas, to talk about it. I think, yeah, the competition of ideas is needed. Uh, instead of you know the, this one one solution, uh, or there, is, or there is only one way, as per Angela Merkel and all these idiots. Um, so I think yeah, let's just uh, make, wake the people a little bit up, like shake them up a bit, so that they start thinking.
0: Claudio, you're uh, not saying you're not saying that we should uh, be cynical towards the media. I mean, the media tells the truth, <laughs> right? We only we only need the media's ideas. We don't need to venture into independent and alternative media, surely i mean the
2: media i mean even even you know even the noise the which used to be a kind of okay but it's it's all nonsense it's really i'm 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 shocked to see i mean that yeah the mass media the propaganda it's 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 made for the children you know it has nothing to do with reality it's just you know like the wh- whack the dog you know, i made an article about this your uh, ukraine the title was you know the picture was whack the dog the guy, you know, so the president was sleeping with a 16 year old uh, two weeks before the election, and then they decided, hey, now we have to create the war, an artificial war, so let's invade uh, Yugoslavia or it was Kosovo <laughs> or whatever. And then it was a war in the, in the movie taking place and they sold it to the crowd. And this is OK, it's, it's a Hollywood movie, but this is basically reality. That's what happened in the past with Vietnam and Kissinger responding <laughs> Cambodia. No one knew it. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's war is the health of the state. So we should abolish the state or at least make it much more decentralized.
0: Are you, are you suggesting that we should have a right to ignore the state?
2: Definitely. We have a right to secede. If we want to live a free, sustainable, self sustainable life and we understand that we are not allowed to use force, you know, that we follow the non aggression principles, then I mean, yeah, people should be free, of course. Definitely. Now, we okay. always organize ourselves. I mean, it's not not everyone is made to live up in the mountain areas alone, uh, not talking to anybody, uh, uh, somebody else, for twenty years. but We always are going to organize ourselves. But I think really the basic model, as uh, for the Swiss model, uh, people really should look into the history of Switzerland, into the into the constitution, which is still a nice piece of paper. <laughs> I mean, our politicians broke it uh so it's of course but yeah the idea i think you find a lot of inspiration decentralized go lower mm. that's it and reconnect okay. with the i
0: have the i have the same question for both of you but i'll ask astrid first in front of you astrid there's a crystal ball what do you see
1: <clears throat> uh okay uh long term long <laughs> term you... it's going to be great long term, I'm sure from the beginning of this sort of pandemic, uh, I had a very strange reaction. I was very happy because uh, I said, finally, I mean, it's like my instinct uh, soul (laughs) was saying, finally, it's going to happen that this is going to change because I could see the corruption everywhere and uh, my life made sense. So that's, that's the thing. I know that we're going through something really interesting. Uh, I see it in medicine because uh, in medicine, we were in a 4D system uh, and they have tried to hijack uh, uh, you know, our health, um, our power to create health and regeneration. But we are going towards a 5D medicine and 5D society based on frequencies and vibration. And I more and more can prove that uh, scientifically because uh, it was there. It was there in the 1950s. And uh, with the French, French are very good engineers and, and um, in, in free energy and in uh, frequencies and in the memory of water and the power of informing water as a medication instead of uh, all this stupid medication that they, they. Uh, apart from surgery, you know, we have to reassess everything. So if, if if I take a parallel of the evolution of health medicine, the consciousness of people and where are we going, if we take off this veil, apocalypses, mm. uh, take off the veil of the people who created wars, created diseases, created all the horrible things, created tax. I can't believe that we pay more and more tax in a society that is better and better. We have, our health is better and better. Professor Hans Rosling uh, was um, public health expert at Karolinska in Sweden. And he, he disappeared like Carrie Mullis just before this pandemic. He was invited to Forum, uh, World Economic Forum, everywhere. I was collaborating with him because he was saying, and I show this to all my students, 200 years, 200 years of evolution. Everybody's going to be happier, better, better economy. So we were going towards this. Mm. And they knew, that, they knew that we don't need them anymore. Uh, there is a project called, very interesting, called uh, Lo- Looking Glass Project from the military. I don't know. If those who don't know about it, go and see. With predictive um, algorithms, you can predict what was going to happen. And they had this in their hands. So the prediction was that we are winning. We we are right. getting free. And we will know the truth. And all their the historical um, lie is enormous. I, I never lied. History, I, I could feel that it was all wrong. So I, I had my worst marks in history. I was making it all up because it's really they have been hiding the celtics the vikings it's my it's my past generation they have been hiding the history and making um, you know popes are nice and that no they were the worst of all it was, it's no it's all the reverse of everything it's absolutely amazing what they did um, even the darwin and the origin of man no way it has never been reproduced the moon either i mean it's, it's interesting how everything comes out now. So my, my, my crystal ball is um, that, that there's a part of light in this crystal ball, and this light is us because we know, and we are creating just by our consciousness and communicating a better society and already uh, reassuring people that mm. just be yourself. You have the power in you to always survive. We have survived for centuries yeah. <laughs> with those people. Like other, this, like this conversation. Yes, exactly. You're you're a crystal ball yourself. You're a light in the big light in the crystal ball. Claudia, so, what it's is better?
0: Sorry, I interrupted you, astrid Sorry. Uh yeah, Claudia, what...
1: it's going to get better, but I just want to say that there is darkness because the darkness is about the people who really have believed their parents, the government, believe the institutions as a security golden cage. And it is actually a horrible prison. And when they will realise that this golden cage they accept, they have mm. consented. And they feel that's why they don't they don't want to accept what we say. Many I even in my family I, I say they have a too comfortable life. But they don't see that they have been vaccinated three times. They're gonna have huge problems. I have many doctors and I'm like, wow. So this this in this crystal ball there is this, this darkness is gonna get right. bigger. Uh, until it changes and this is where people will some of them will get fear and they have prepared a few things that i'm not sure will happen if the the zombie scenario will happen because of 5g and and um oxide graphene that can be monitored at a distance so this i don't know about but uh, i can say that uh, in medicine we might have many other surprises um yeah to wake up people if we don't wake up quickly.
0: Claudia, what do you see in your crystal ball?
1: <clears throat> yeah. Okay,
2: I mean, I think the hard, I mean, the transition, there is a transition period, which is, I think the system is going bust. That's, that's just a matter of time. So this, meaning, yeah, it, it's really, you know, the, the US dollar is the, the world currency reserve is going to be replaced. Uh, I think fiat uh, is going to, to die. Uh, nation, nation, the euro, and so on. I think that's really the whole economy. I mean, it's, we, we go into one of these big depressions, you know, when you mm. look back at the 20s, in Weimar Republic and everything started. I think that's that's what we have in front of us. Um, and then I, I hope for a paradigm shift. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I mean, it, the Corona is also, it's really a cultural war. You know, it's really a war yeah. against uh, the Western civilization. You know, I mean, we were the guys who came to the conclusion that uh, slavery is is unjust, and not because a king or a pope said that, because the people came to that uh, conclusion based on the belief system. I mean, even mm-hmm. though Christianity is linked with the Western world. I'm not a big religious person, but I truly believe in spirit, and that spirit uh, connects us and not the materialistic side. You know, it's really a, it's a war, spirit versus matter. Of course, yeah, a good a good versus really evil. When, absolutely. So that's why you have only, you know, I mean, Astrid, you can clearly see she's also a spiritual person. Uh, she's not a materialist, of course. So in our, the, the, the people we are talking to, uh, they are all basically spiritual people. They understand that it's not, that a man is not a piece of meat uh, and that you can't teach him and raise him like an animal. They understand that the man is born free as a conscious free will, you know, from the beginning and that we are connected through a higher entity, and you can call it love, God, uh, the universe, uh, the Creator, mm-hmm. whatever uh, that might be. And um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I don't believe that we go back to slavery because because if we stick to the decisions which have been uh, you know, which we have been taught through Corona, I mean really, I mean, man is born free, self- responsibility. I'm responsible for what I do, you are responsible for what you do. Uh, you don't need to be part of a caste or the right family to make a career in the Western world, you know, dishwasher career. I mean, that was really the Western world. If you're if you're willing to work harder and more, then you have the possibility. Yes. Uh, freedom, freedom of speech is extremely important. Yeah, <laughs> Enlighten yourself, open debate, you know, exchange different opinions. There is not only one, uh, one, one meaning, uh, which is true. So, I mean, and I hope that the people will think about those principles again. Which basically laid, which were the ba- the basic and the foundation for a highly prosperous uh, society, which we basically lost over the last, I would say, 100 150 years. You know, it's, this this game which we are in, it's it's going on for a longer time. The structures have been built. You know, I mean, even the central banking system. Uh, I mean, you can say, okay, the last 100 years has been the century of the central banks, and now it's over. You know, this is. So we're going into something new, and the question is, of course, do we have more slaves or do we have more free, uh, enlightened individuals who are not afraid of of, of to die or you know to afraid to live a, a self-responsible life? And I'm I'm positive for for, for the self-responsible ones, and uh, mm-hmm. in combination with technology, because decentralized structures are always more superior than centralized structures, and I think even these big tech, you know, Google, Facebook, Amazon. This is part of the old, the old uh, history, uh, and we're going to see much more different, new, decentralized players popping up everywhere. So I think uh, everything is there. You know? And 30%, even here in Switzerland, I mean, 30%. People were always saying you need 5% for a revolution or 3%. So we have we have 30% at least. So you can really build something with that. And I think the peaceful secession should be possible, especially in countries country such as Switzerland. Because just, they have no control. They lose control. You know, the government yeah. goes bankrupt and the pension funds and the, yeah, I mean, and the Swiss franc, you you will use Swiss francs also in the future, just as a new form of toilet paper.
0: You, you were talking about that sort of interconnectivity that people have. And just to confirm what you're saying or to, to, to give it more validation, Carrie Mullis, who in my view is probably one of the greatest scientists who ever lived. Um, He actually said in an interview that, um, you know, he sees all life as interconnected.
1: Yeah, and if you think about taking away all the taxes and, you know, Mm -hmm. all the burden they have put on us, uh, nature gives us so much. I mean, if you consider, like indigenous people say always, I always admire the way they they live as a model because um, nothing belongs to you except the two, the two uh, places where you put your feet, <laughs> and um, so it's going to be of sharing and, and it, I mean, I think it, it's going to be great. Really, <laughs> there is so much resources in in the, yeah. we just have to organize the knowledge and get back the real knowledge um, and wisdom that we have. And I know that in Switzerland there are groups that are doing even uh, teaching of the medicinal herbs. Of how to grow food. Uh, there's a you know place in Europe. We we have a lot of peasant society, which is very reassuring. Like many, even in Norway, my grandfather was a, a peasant. He had a big farm. So there is a knowledge of the ancestors, uh, and and we have to grab that very quickly, not to lose it. Because um, in Switzerland, I think there's enough uh, you know peasants that keep on making a lot of things. So so it is teaching each other. This is real richness. It's not money. It's a false concept, money. It's it's um, authoritarian concept that the real the real richness is uh, applied knowledge for for living and for you, what you want to do. So we just have to, I think, um, change completely academia. <laughs> it's finished. Yeah, it's been corrupted so yeah, much. <laughs> it's it, it's you know we we should make academia in another word and say we are now certifying people. To help uh, this new society, I've been discussing this with some colleagues, um, where students didn't want to get vaccinated, and I said, great, so let's create a new certificate, and we are going to help them to choose what they want to do in this new world. And so the young people have, you know, anchorship with the older who have knowledge, and we make a knowledge transfer, not with technology, but really with our hands uh, and our humanity. I think this, this is really the core of a new society. Outside. Oh, come on,
0: Astrid. The New York Times said that we mustn't do our own research.
1: Oh, no. I have been uh, disobeying New York. <laughs> at the New York Times, um, like that. Bad point. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I, I never cared anyway, but um, I, always, I was always a rebellious against authority.
0: Astrid, where can people follow you?
1: Um, yeah, I have, I have a website, but I did not open any blog or anything. It's just uh, to post my CV and my letters of recommendation because everybody's just saying all these lies, but no, I, Facebook has blocked me so many times now I, I posted Djokovic Saying that he understood that the uh, is killing, and I got I, I got blocked for 30 days now. <laughs> so, so I, I'm I'm on Facebook. You can go and see what I have already posted. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't post much because there are so many, uh, uh, you know, money centered people there. that <laughs> I'm not very interested. Um, uh, Twitter. I'm also blocked, but I'm still there a little bit. But I have started to go on on uh, on Telegram yeah i have like 10 12 15 thousand followers there but you have to find me because it's i've put dr astrid mm. and i post there a lot i am never censored which is great vk the russian uh also very good okay, i've yeah. never been censored uh so vk it's my name and then i started with get 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 yeah. But on. I <laughs> nobody knows me on <laughs> chapter twenty eight but i'm I'm just testing those new platforms because v k went very quickly up uh so up. if you have any suggestion, I hesitate to do a blog because I cannot answer to people. They go through my website mm. and I cannot answer it's so much. I read, I read it, but I close it again and' I' will answer later. Um, so, excuse me if I don't answer to you. When it's question of death uh, and, and life, sometimes I, I, I do it. But if I say that everybody's going to write to me like this, <laughs> no, um, it, w- I will get organized. But for for the moment, I'm, um, I'm going to the main thing. And you have to know, I'm on this grand jury with Rainer filmish. I'm also an expert for the Quebec government. So, I want to publish uh, the the expertise work I did and just you know, put it on my website for less than $10 that to, it, it can, you know, help me to, to get out of the system in a way, but also help people to understand. So, mm. yeah, that's what I, I look, I'll get better at being followed.
0: <laughs> and Claudio, where can people follow you?
2: Well, I have my uh, homepage, claudiograss.ch, and there I also run the blog. So I roughly write four articles uh, a month. And do some interviews with independent uh, people I very much adore for their expertise in geopolitics, monetary history, financial markets, and so on. So I really try to bring in not these mainstreamers uh, and, and I write about philosophy, I mean, all different kinds of topics. I think the world has so much to offer. Mm. Uh, and right now, it's, and, and of course, it's always, I'm a very strong, uh, principled person. You know, I believe I look at everything from the principles uh, of liberty. Uh, that's, you know, that's the basis. And then, of course, you know, history of it, you know, for the sides so that you can. But that's, yeah, so that, that's, that's where people can find me. They can also get in touch with me. Uh, so go on that homepage.
0: That's it. Claudia Gross and Astrid Zugelberger, thank you so much for joining me in the trenches. <laughs> My name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare. The Battle of Ideas.
1: If you enjoyed
0: this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.